Welcome to the Cheddarhead Fantasy Football Podcast. All the information you need to make the most of your fantasy football league with just a touch of sarcasm to keep you from taking yourself too seriously. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this latest episode of the Cheddarhead Fantasy Football Podcast. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the show. It's Saturday, December 3rd. I hit the post again. I'm getting better at this. It's Wayne. It's Dave. 16 years later, I hit the post. It's only nine. It's Wayne. It's Dave. It's a Cheddar at Fantasy Football Podcast, your weekly dive into how to put your team together for this week. How to make some money sports gambling. Yep. As if you had been watching last week, Wayne did plenty of. I, you know, I had an okay week. You had an okay week. <laughs> Holy hell. <laughs> I would take that okay week anytime. Uh, and, of course, it's a guy's show mainly, except for the few women. Speaking of the few women that listen. Okay. We have a new listener. We're going to say hi to Carrie this week. Hi, Carrie. She, uh. I was talking with her this week, and she said, what are you doing this weekend? I said, well, you know, we got to do our podcast on Saturday. And she goes, you do a podcast? I said, yes. She goes, how do I find it? I said, well, anywhere you get a podcast. <laughs> and she goes, well, I'll start listening to it. I said, it's on iTunes. It's on Google. It's on iHeartRadio. It's on, it's on everywhere. It's everywhere. Except, of course, SiriusXM. Wow. I don't know how to get it on SiriusXM. I think you got to pay. That's a, I, that's a that's a small niche market, small, small Midwest market. Yeah. Um, so she goes, well, I'm going to listen. I said, well, I hope you like talk about fantasy football. She goes, well, I'll listen. <laughs> she goes, no. we'll, we'll see how it goes. No, and I don't like fantasy football. I, I may football. not hear the whole thing. I said, well, you know, just, you know give it a try. Yeah. See what you what you think. You never know. She may be. I know she doesn't play fantasy football, but. Uh, Maybe she just enjoys hearing NFL news and notes. And We're funny. Getting, well, okay. in the ears of some. <laughs> yeah. <it's exactly. laughs> Thanks, James. <laughs> oh, man. Check out the website, cffpodcast.com. And, of course, that starts with a dub, dub, dub. Oh, dub. Dub, 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 dot cffpodcast.com. Everything we talk about will be up there. Um, the updated rainbow bets are there. Um, Wayne's huge weekend of sports gambling <laughs> has been figured out. And hey, the 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 par the par are not the parlays the um, uh, teasers. Yes, finally came through. Is that what I? That's how you did on? Uh, no, go. you did on a round robin. Oh, was it a round robin? Yeah, you oh. made you made big bucks on a round robin. Banked it. Okay. Yeah, those teasers you put in, they don't they don't uh, pay off much. I know. But, but, and, not, and but, I finally, but I finally won a bunch of them. You won a couple of them, yeah. I'm like, yeah, okay. But the, the big one was that round robin. Okay. And I missed I missed my Pac-12 um, parlay last night by seven yards. Oh, I, w- I was PO'd because I, I, had, I had Utah. <laughs> yeah, and, and you changed it? And then I listened to the experts, and I'm like, <laughs> oh, I better change it. And I changed it like a dumb. I, I learned that lesson last week, I told you. I'm like, I, I'm done doing all kinds of research and putting in all kinds of thought into this. I'm just going to go with what I have in my head. Well, it, And it, I finally won some stuff last week. It went from, it went from minus, minus or plus three 
Yes. They're minus or plus two and a half. And I'm like, you know, these guys always know something. There's yep. always something. Yep. The sharps. Yeah. So I. No, they're I, just trying so to. So I switched it. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I screwed myself. They're, they're just trying to break even on the money. Yeah. yeah. With a little bit of payoff. Um, questions, comments, concerns. We do have the Mission Barbecue fa- uh, email. Yes. CFF podcast at hotmail.com. And speaking of that, as many of you can probably tell already, we're doing the show an hour earlier. Yeah, you'll be able to tell that. <laughs> we're doing the show an hour earlier because we were invited to a VIP brunch at Mission Barbecue today. Not just a brunch. VIP. VIP. Brunch. They don't know us very well. That's okay. <laughs> They'll figure it out. <laughs> we'll be there with a bunch of real important people. Now, are we supposed to bring our own bibs, or do they supply them there? <laughs> They'll supply them there. All right. They have big, big rolls of paper towel. <laughs> Make your own bib. Yeah. Uh, just leave the roll on the table. <laughs> um, yeah, so we'll be there with a bunch of real VIPs, all the mm. military in- oh. invitees and uh, first responders. Basically, anybody that donates... Um, patches or medals and stuff to the restaurant to hang be, up and show. It's a pretty cool, pretty cool event. It should be pretty cool. Yeah. So you, me, and, and and my boss will be going there. Oh, there you go for brunch. Um, and then then coming home to watch some more championship football today. There is an abundance of local stuff to watch today the, the marquette wisconsin basketball yeah but that's basketball i know the vo- that's professional wrestling with an orange ball volleyball well that's the nba yeah oh yeah. volleyball i the, like volleyball the wisconsin badgers re- are trying to repeat repeat oh oh there you go should be interesting all right um and then if you want to leave a voicemail or a text message question we have the mountain dew spark fan line 414-520-8249 that's one more time, 414-520-8249. And speaking of the Mountain Dew fan line, next week, there will not be a show on Saturday. No show on you Saturday. You have a day off. Oh, there you go. I will be up north trying to actually make some real money. North? Up north uh, there? Sports gambling. Yeah, we're going up to a casino for the weekend. Oh, cool. So I will be doing the show on Friday. Oh, okay. And we are going to be having a special guest host via the Mountain Dew Spark fan line. Who are we having? It's going to be Dan. Okay. Dan. I haven't heard back from the the, the Florida guy yet. Okay. So I, uh, I don't know. See? We'll okay. see. So next time. Yeah. So yeah, so you have a day off next week. Oh, that's just you well can, deserved. You can still put your bets in if you want. Oh, I absolutely will. <laughs> well, I don't know. There's a small. The, there's nothing college. Yeah, there's not a lot. It's just going to be NFL. And I suck at the NFL. That's uh, not my thing. You might take a day off and keep some of your <laughs> payroll there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, great show for you. News and notes. We'll start with that right away. We'll get into the rest as it goes along. Here we go. Now, we're going to put a a little change in the news and notes schedule (laughs) because as you told me before the show started... I am typically not ever considered an Antonio Brown fan <laughs> or apologist. Yes. However, I may be on his side on this. <laughs> I think I am. He's had his run-in with the law apparently this last week. And if you would just read the articles, because there were never any details given, Yeah, you would think he almost killed someone. Yep. He was 
barricaded in a house in a standoff with cops, guns drawn. They thought he had a weapon inside. And they, what was that weapon, Wayne? They, they were on the they were on the megaphone. They were <laughs> like like every good cop show you see. Yeah, his weapon of choice was a shoe. Can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. That's right, a shoe, people. <laughs> He, he 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 literally he threw a shoe and almost hit somebody but the crime of the century he hit her ponytail oh so you know knock that weave out a I'm little just, bit I'm maybe. telling you it's like that's the end of that's the end of the the fun right there oh, this is what our world's coming to you should see some of the stuff uh, man, I shouldn't I actually shouldn't say this I was going to say some of the stuff that's going down at work yeah oh, oh. People that cannot handle doing their job. Well, that's everybody these days. We'll Nobody talk about can. that off yeah. the air. There you go. We, when we when we go to brunch this we morning. We got plenty of time at brunch. <laughs> so there you go. That, if you have been waiting and trying to find it out, that's what it is. Antonio Brown threw a shoe at his girlfriend or wife. Don't know which it is. Yeah. Baby mama. Who knows? And almost hit her, but brushed her ponytail with the shoe. Yeah. And the cops were there. I can only imagine how many cops were there. Oh, God, yes. If he was barricaded in the house and they thought he had a weapon, yeah. you know the SWAT team was I'm probably say, there. SWAT's there. You got you got all the um, the regular police there. It's like, oh. Uh. <laughs> and we move on to the next story, which is Aaron Rodgers. Uh-oh. We want to say happy birthday to the greatest quarterback of all time. Because that was yesterday. Yeah, and one of the local radio stations yes. was doing, what should we get Aaron for his birthday? <laughs> the guy's making $50 million. You think he needs anything that you can give him? He could, yes. He likes a special kind of coconut water. Oh, I, understand. I, I do. I will say this. One guy did actually, I think I think it was uh, Butch, actually mm-hmm. had, a, had, a, had a good suggestion. He was going to buy him a gift certificate to a hair salon. Oh, did you? He was at the Bucks game last night. Get that mop cut off. His he got his hair cut. It's cut. Did it? Yeah, okay. it's all short. He looks so. He looks stupid. much better. Yeah, he looks. Like- okay, settle down, you and the rest of the Aaron Rodgers hatred fan club. I don't hate Aaron Rodgers. No, you just. I, I don't like the way he represents the Packers. That's what it is. He represents them with winning. Um, what's our record again? Well, this year not there good. You go. There you go. Okay. But like, I, what have you I, done? What have you done for me lately? We'll get into that. Okay. All right. Settle down. All right. <laughs> Next article: Michael Carter. He left the Jets game last week with an ankle injury. He did not return, leaving Ty Johnson and Zonovan Knight. I have no idea who that is. To finish the game in the backfield. <laughs> and 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 Ooh. James Robinson was. Uh, Healthy scratch. Yes. Well, like Zach Wilson this week. I don't know what it is with the car, with the Jets, but all their players that can actually perform are yeah, healthy I scratches. I don't know. As of right now, Michael Carter is 50-50 to return this week for the Jets game versus the Vikings. Should Carter miss more games this season, you can and should consider both Johnson and Knight on your waiver wire claims. Uh, and yet more proof that the Rams season is finished. Have you heard this one? <laughs> no. Allen Robinson. Oh, yes. Needs surgery on his foot, and his season is done, according to head coach Sean McVay. 
I actually cut him in one of my leagues. Did I'm you? Like, I'm like, I'm I picked up Van Jefferson and cut him. Like, <laughs> Van Jefferson. Yeah. What have you done? Exactly. <laughs> but but he's, he's going to do more the rest of the year than Allen Robinson, that's for sure. In other injury news, Travis Etienne, one of your favorite players. Oh, CEH the second? <laughs> yeah. He left the game with a foot injury. After the game, head coach Doug Peterson told reporters that Etienne was not ruled out of the game by the medical staff but that the team chose not to risk further injury. Because he's... He is... Unlike Aaron Rodgers, who who left the game, and, you know, I had all the the uh, jealous Aaron Rodgers haters on, on with me saying that, you know, he was soft, and if he would have scored, you know, oh, he would I have been in the game. And, I wouldn't call him soft. He, you know, legit. Playing with a broken thumb, unlike Russell Wilson, who couldn't play. and uh, That team is a mess. Tom Brady, who's limping around like a little girl every time somebody looks at his knee. <laughs> Anyways, the injury for Travis Etienne is to the same foot that he suffered a season-ending Liz Frank sprain last year. Hmm. I'm stroking my chin. (laughs) After the game, Etienne said he would be straight for by next weekend. Now, now I don't know what that means. Mm, Yeah, in English, but but if I were to presume, I think he means he's going to be good to go. Ah, that's what it sounds like. Right? Okay. Yeah. Bear receiver Darnell Mooney's season is over, much like Allen Robinson's. Uh, Mooney suffered a high ankle sprain, and he will need season-ending surgery to repair torn ligaments. Oh, was he still playing this year? Well, he was. Well, they don't have a quarterback that could throw the ball. Oh, that's the problem. Okay, their quarterback could only run for 160 yards and then complain all week that his legs are sore. Yeah, <laughs> my legs. <laughs> and he needs a pitch count during practice. Oh. Uh, Elijah Mitchell just got back into action for the 49ers and now suffered an MCL sprain last week. Uh, Post game reports suggest that the injury is not to the same knee that he repaired earlier this season and it is not severe no okay word is that the running back will miss at least six to eight weeks now in my book in a season that lasts only 18 weeks (laughs) six to eight seems severe well let me just let me just do some math who's the starting (laughs) running back in san francisco uh christian mccaffrey oh yeah so how many carries is who Missed some of the game last week with an injury to his ankle. Yeah, so it's it's a typical San Francisco backfield. <laughs> Everybody's hurt all the time. Exactly. Debo Samuel, who I spent 50 cents on in the guillotine league this week, questionable. Um, like, what the hell? I can't even start him this week. <laughs> with the release of Melvin Gordon by the Broncos, it looks like he's found another home. I didn't see this. The running back signed with the Kansas City Chiefs, and he's now part of their practice squad. Now you know for a fact he's done. <laughs> well, done. He's and, done. And you know for a fact that the the salary cap means nothing. Yes. If they could bring him in. Yeah. Uh, there's an outside chance that Detroit rookie running wide receiver Jameson Williams, who has missed most of this year recovering from his ACL injury, has an outside chance of making his regular season debut this weekend against the Jaguars. So, not a chance in hell. Not a chance. In fact, head coach Motor City Dan Campbell, say he's throwing a little bit of cold water on this news, saying it would be a tall order, but anything's possible. Probably a better choice next week. Okay. So, 
He's been practicing. You might see him in a, in a uniform on the sideline. So my must-starts don't bother us. He shouldn't be on the must-starts. No. Okay. All no, right. no, no, no. All right. <laughs> Another guy who might not be on your must-starts is uh, Najee Harris. Mm. He uh, escaped a major injury this past week when he, he suffered an, an, an abdominal injury. However, his availability for this weekend, still up in the air. Uh, last report, he's playing. Playing? Yeah, Warren is... Um, He's hurt. He's hurt. Yeah. He was supposed to be the, he was going to take over from Najee Harris. Yeah, because like, okay, they, yeah. they were saying, well, if Harris can't play and Warren can't play, Benny Snell yeah. is going to be, I'm like, ooh, yeah. that's a loss. Yeah. <laughs> How's that working out? <laughs> and finally, after Antonio Gibson was limited this week due to a foot injury, the commanders have brought in a couple running backs for tryouts. We do hear this list of gems. Free agent Reggie Bonneton and Jordan Howard both visited the team facilities. Uh, there isn't expected to be anything done with the two guys. It's more of an in case of an emergency list that they were you know, getting ready. That better be a pretty big emergency. <laughs> Look for Brian Robinson's role to increase even more with the injury to Gibson. And they're still thinking Gibson might come in on passing downs, which isn't that what he was doing anyway? Yeah, I mean they like I like I said last time that they they finally figured out that oh he used to be a wide receiver and he can actually catch <laughs> the ball. Catch the ball. Like, but we had JD McKissick. Yeah. <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> and now with all that done, there is all your injuries and with all the bye weeks this week, it is a wonder how we even find mustards and dough bothers that for you. That is a good week. point. That but we're going to do it. Okay. And we're going to start with the quarterbacks. All right. My first one Aaron Rodgers. Now, of course, this is this is an obvious one unless unless you've been listening. Wait a minute, is is this a must start? Yes, uh, I'm sorry. Well, let's check with Dan to see if that's an well, okay must start. Because here's the thing: he got hurt last week, so oh, okay. everybody would be thinking that he shouldn't, shouldn't be starting. Be, this oh, week. Okay, all right. I guess if, if you listen to all the sports talking heads, the bitter ones, the fans, and jealous athletes out there, you would think Rodgers is done. And the job should just be handed over to Jordan Love after what he did in what three drives last week. I don't. I don't think it should be handed over to him because of what he did. I think it should be handed over to him to see what he can do. And like Aaron Rodgers said, if you would have listened to him, I listened to him. Oh, did you? I don't. I don't abide by. I. I <laughs> here, here's the first and foremost thing that I don't understand. Why is it his decision? Because he is the leader of the team. Don't they have a coach and a GM that make decisions for the betterment of the team? And the coach wants him to play. Uh, coach is an idiot. Coach is brilliant. They should they should be seeing what they have in Jordan Love. They got four games left. Let him play. See what Once he can do. Once they are eliminated. It's just, who cares? They're going to be eliminated. It doesn't matter. How? They're going to go undefeated. Oh, stop it. Look who they have. They're going to lose to Minnesota again. They are not going to lose. That's going to be a win guarantee. Okay. Mark it down. Rainbow bet. You want a rainbow bet on rainbow that? Rainbow bet. Fine. I will take that. All right. Rainbow bet it is. There you go. Because it won't be a primetime game, so Kirk Cousins will be going <laughs> off the chain. <laughs> well, it will be a primetime because they're going to flex that some bitch. No. They're going to flex that because Aaron Rodgers is running for the MVP. Oh, They're stop running it. for the, the playoffs because isn't that the second to last game in the season? To be an MVP, don't you have to have at least one 300-yard game in the season? No. Oh, okay. No. No? That's not, that's not a requirement? No. Okay, just checking. Look at Tom Brady. Just checking. Look at look at Lamar freaking Jackson. <laughs> look at Cam Newton. I think probably all those guys have more passing yards than 
Aaron does this year. But I'm Cam saying. Newton doesn't. Uh, he might. You don't know where he's playing. He could be playing in the prison league. We don't know. <laughs> anyway, I have, I have one stat for all you you haters of the Aaron Rodgers out there. Again, I'm not a hater of the Aaron Rodgers. I'm a hater of what he represents. In his last 17 starts, which is a full season of games, yes, this year, last year, Rodgers has thrown. So, so it's what you would call is not a small sample size. No, it's okay. a full season of work. Okay. 35 touchdowns, nine interceptions. Those nine interceptions are from this season. Oh, that's not good. Huh. Those that, that think this guy should be benched need to have some things checked out. That's all I'm saying. No, Plus, he should be he shouldn't be benched because he's a bad player. He should be benched because he's not a bad player. I didn't say he why, was. Why would you put your best player on the bench? So you can see what you have in the future because you have it to assign. Are you not confident in what you have in the future? You have to pick up Jordan Love's fifth-year contract yes, this year. Yes, which you're going to do. But you want, I, I would think, I would think as an organization, you want to see what he can do with, because he apparently is a crappy practice player. That's that's the that's the word from Lombardi Avenue. Okay, so <laughs> from, no, the streets talking. The streets are talking. The streets. <laughs> but I I would think, and, and I don't, I just don't understand the mentality of let's just keep rolling out the same old, same old because we suck. Because he's your best chance. But I don't want to win. I want to lose. I want to get the better draft choice. So roll Jordan out there, see what you got. Lose games, get a better draft choice. It's a win-win-win. I don't understand. Plus, you don't take the guy who owns the Bears off the field when they're playing the Bears. That's the only reason I would let him play this week. And as soon as this week is over, I'd shut his ass down for the rest of the season. My next must start at quarterback, Jared Goff. Now, he should be a solid starter for you this weekend as as his team goes up against the Jaguars, who are allowing the eighth most pass yards per game to quarterbacks. Goff, on the other hand, has thrown two touchdowns in two of the last four games, and he has reached a total of five um, games of two or more touchdowns in his last 11 starts. I expect Goff to throw for at least 300 yards and two touchdowns this weekend. Fair? That wouldn't be bad. Okay. And finally, Mike White. <laughs> I'm on the bandwagon. I, I was... I was- on off on off i just finally said i can't do it i just don't know <laughs> he should be considered a worry-free starter for those of you needing someone for a bye week and with all the injuries white has totaled 315 passing yards and three touchdowns in his first start this season which was last week and this week he goes against the vikings who are allowing the most passing yards and the fifth most fantasy points per game to quarterbacks so are you saying i should drop russell wilson and pick up mike white well, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Let's ride. All right. That's what I'm doing. There you go. If somebody doesn't get it before this, you better hurry up. I will do it during the podcast, and <laughs> nobody will beat me to the punch. Your must starts at quarterback. <laughs> My must starts. I am going with the gorgeous one, Jimmy G. <sighs> Usually, the gorgeous one. He's the opposite of the high upside quarterback. However, his matchup, as I always put out there the 49ers defense is at least gonna put the brakes on the dolphins uh and the dolphins are gonna put up points putting san francisco in a must score mentality and as we talked about earlier all the running backs are banged up Mm -hmm. passing game 
It's going to be good. Yeah. Uh, my number two, I took the opposite of one of your guys. I took Trevor Lawrence. Oh. He is coming off uh, his best game. Well, you got the Jaguars and the Lions. Yeah. Both horrible defenses. Just awful. <laughs> Just terrible. Just awful. Somebody's got to win. Maybe. But he's he's had um, 16, 16.7 or more points in five of the last six games while throwing just two interceptions. Uh, he's allowed the six, uh, the offensive line has allowed the six fewest sacks to this point. And they continue to give him, continue to give him plenty of time to work in the pocket. So against the Lions, he's going to have all day. Mm-hmm. Their defense, well, if they're even out there, we're not really sure. You can't really tell. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe we're there. Uh, I think he's going to have a huge game. All right. And lastly, I have Mr. Daniel Jones. Oh. Yes, another guy that, hmm, Daniel Jones. <sighs> you know, he is who he is. He's a safe player if you need a guy really badly, which this would be the week where you need a guy really badly. And always bet him on the over with rushing. But here you go. We have the commanders who struggle against the pass and have an elite run-stopping defense. Can't run, got to pass. That's right. And, well, the command, I mean, let's face it. I mean, Daniel, if if, if Barkley struggles, Daniel's going to be running. He's going to be running the ball. And he's going to be passing the ball. Yes. Yeah. He's a double threat. Oh, the white Lamar Jackson. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> as far as no bothers for me, we start with this one. And you're going to say, Dave, what are you thinking? <laughs> to Otago Vailoa. Ooh. I mean, there is a chance that he, he could have a good game simply because of his receiving core. However, this matchup could prove to be brutal for the third-year quarterback. The 49ers have allowed the second-fewest fantasy points per game to the position over the last five weeks which includes just two touchdown passes and three interceptions. And then finally, Tom Brady. (laughs) When I first started calling Tom Brady a don't bother, it was a hot take. Now, it's a basic fact (laughs) that that everyone is pretty well in the know of. Sure, he had two games in a row of multiple touchdowns, but he has just not been putting up big fantasy numbers. He has just one game with more than 20 fantasy points, with just two games of more than 18 points. And yet, he still doesn't have the Aaron Rodgers blind, foolish hatred behind him. <laughs> oh, he has hatred. <laughs> you, you, you just don't listen to that. <laughs> As for this matchup against the Saints, Brady has faced the Saints five times since he joined the Bucks. Four times, he has failed to top 240 passing yards. And three times, he has thrown just one touchdown or fewer. Hmm. He has averaged 12.4 fantasy points per game against them and has scored more than 10 fantasy points against them just once in the last four games. There you go. There you go. Rock solid don't bothers for you. I'd say. Now I'm going to I'm going to go with I'm going to do my uh my don't bothers and uh my first guy is going to be Russell Wilson. <laughs> now this is this is honest to God's truth. He somehow finished as quarterback 33 in week 12. Wasn't he a starter? Despite there being only 32 teams. <laughs> that means somebody came in. I wonder if Jordan Love finished ahead of him. I'm just saying. I'm just like, <laughs> come on. Jordan Love came in for three series. <laughs> come on now. <laughs> 
It's uh, only thirty-two teams, and they're playing. They're playing the Ravens this week. Um, in the last three games, they've recorded twelve sacks, three interceptions, and obviously they're licking their chops for the matchup against the struggling Denver offense. So, sit Russell Wilson. I not- in fact, it had to be. It had to be Jordan. Jordan Love. I don't. I don't. I don't think. I can't think of any other team that brought in a yeah, backup last week. I don't know, but they had so many of those oddball. <laughs> like I can't remember who the starter is for the the Rams. Yeah, but still, I mean, he but, played the whole game. Oh, he did. Okay. I, yeah. See, I just don't know. And then this week they got another guy that I have no idea who yeah. that guy is. They put these guys out there. I'm like, yeah, Wolford or something. I, like yeah, that. yeah, Wolford. Yeah. I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> uh, number two. <laughs> my favorite Kirk Cousins. Oh. He's had a good he's had a good year this year. He bounced back in from last year, but um had one of the worst games of his career last year uh and although we don't chase points or chase non-points uh he's he could be due for some regression against the Jets. Uh Christian Darisau, their uh starting offensive tackle is out in the concussion protocols. Uh, and when he's been out of the lineup, the team has struggled to keep Cousins upright. So we'll just say that mm. Kirk is not going to be a, a starter this week. Right. And lastly, we're going to go with the fighting Jeff Saturday's starting quarterback, <laughs> Matt, Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan. Uh, I think you don't need to know you don't need to know much about football to know that that's not a good quarterback. Um, Cowboys playing defense uh, should be a problem. They racked up eight sacks. Um, eight more sacks than any other defense this year and have uh, 11.5% adjusted sack rate makes them the league's only defensive of 10%. They're also in the top 10 in hurries uh, and knockdown rate and leading the lead in pressures. And if you saw Matt Ryan playing, you know he doesn't like to be touched. No, no, he's he, very, he's very, yeah, very delicate. Very. <laughs> so I, I yeah, not going to be a good week. All right, we move to running backs. My first one start this week, Damien Pierce. Mm. Now, I, I need to listen to this comment as much as everyone else says, since I have him on my team well, in a couple leagues. Since you tried to trade him, and apparently yeah. that didn't work out. <laughs> uh, this this guy, that has, if you have him on your roster, put him in your lineups this, this week. Don't be down too much about the past two games where he's barely run farther than I've walked. Mm-hmm. But uh, this week he goes against a team that is only better than his own when it comes to running back performance. Ouch. So, Damian Pierce. And next, Jamal Williams. I'm getting him in my lineup in the league I have him in this weekend only because this is going to be a high-scoring game and the Jaguars' Mm. defense allow rushing touchdowns by the bushel basket. There you go. There you go. And finally, David Montgomery. Oh. The Packers currently rank 28th in yards per carry, mm. and they are 32nd in football outsiders' run defense metrics. Remember that Montgomery had one of his best games of the season against the Packers back in Week 2. Somewhere in this analysis, I'm sure the defense problems on the Packers are due to something Aaron Rodgers is responsible for, but uh, I just haven't heard about what that is yet. <laughs> but David Montgomery must start for you. Your running back month starts. All right, I took a, I took a little deeper dive, so I am going um, with the um, oh shoot, just slipped out of my head. Uh, I'm I'm going to start Raheem Mostert. Oh, it's the revenge game. Yes, 
playing back against the 49ers. Yes. I was either him or Wilson. I couldn't decide, but I went with most. Well, Will, Wilson, isn't Wilson a revenge? Wasn't he a 49er yeah, too? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I couldn't oh. decide which guy to, guy to put on here. Uh, apparently, though, th- this is this is what put over the top for me. Apparently, there's been a lot of trash talk between Mostert and his former San Francisco teammates. Uh-oh. Uh, so we know that the revenge game narrative shouldn't be really ignored because it's going on. And uh, you got uh, Mike McDaniel and his uh, running back duo of Mostert, and we said Jeff Wilson. Uh, they know the Niners' defense well. And while the Niners' run, run defense is, is outstanding, leading the league with the lowest rushing yards allowed with 79.5 yards per game, I think that Mostert and Wilson both should have decent games this week. Good. Uh, I'm I'm going with a new shiny bright toy. Okay. Uh, Zonovan Bam Knight. <laughs> uh, he led the backfield in snaps, carries, targets, and yards in Week 12. Uh, he went uh, from a player that almost no one had heard of uh, to someone that you can now plug and play from the waiver wire. Mark, Michael Carter is banged up, as we talked about, and has missed practice. James Robinson, we don't understand. He was just a straight-up uh, healthy scratch last week. I apparently came to the Jets and pissed somebody off, and now he's not playing. Yeah. Doghouse. Yeah. Uh, so Knight has uh, impressed the coaches for you know what, whatever he's done in practice, I guess. Uh, could be a big workload if Carter sits out against the Vikings. And Ty Johnson is an option for those of you who miss out a night in deeper formats. Like if you don't have Henry in your league and you can't get the the new shiny toy, you yeah. Get. And then I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go I'm gonna go and stay true true to myself. Okay, true to my brand. All right, I'm going Jamichael Hasty. He's an option if Travis Atn is banged up. Oh, Which he is. We know he is. He's <laughs> soft. At all, <laughs> he exited early from week twelve and didn't. We didn't see him again for the rest of the game. Now after the game, like we talked about, both ATN and the head coach Doug Peterson said they're, they, he was fine and could have returned. Clearly, the Jags are playing the long game here, and they're you know they don't want this guy to get hurt. Right. Problem is, he's going to get hurt. So I'm I'm going to Michael Hasty and. If he doesn't work out this week, he'll work out in the future for you. Hopefully. Yeah. Oh, no, absolutely. Not a, not a hopeful. <laughs> as far as don't bothers, I got two for you, like always. Leonard Fournette. Mm. He's still having his season troubled by a sore hip, and Rashad White is seizing on that opportunity in Tampa. Even if Fournette is back to something close to normal, I think White is going to uh, be getting the lead back role for Tampa and playoff Lenny is one step out of the door. Yeah. Uh, and then finally Latavius Murray. The Broncos offense is in disarray mm. at best. And even though Murray should see some volume, the quality of those opportunities are low. On top of that, the Ravens have been strong against the run over the past five weeks. They've allowed the fifth fewest PPR points per game and the fewest yards rushing to opposing Running backs. Your don't bothers. My don't bothers. I went. I went. I went hot on this one. Oh. So I am uh, saying sit Saquon Barkley. He faces a tough divisional opponent in the Commanders, and uh, the Giants are hoping to get some players back from injury this week. Uh, they're averaging the third fewest fantasy point fantasy points to the running back position over the last five weeks. Uh, more importantly, they're allowing the fewest receiving yards to the position over that span. 
So Barkley's not going to be able to run the ball, not going to be able to receive the ball. I think it's going to be a bad week for him, so I'd sit him. Number two, I'm going to go with Miles Sanders. They're going against the Titans' run defense. It has been a brick wall as of late, and they've allowed the third-fewest rushing yards and just 3.9 yards per carry this season. Uh, His talent in the number one offense line could offset the stout run defense of the Titans, but Sanders still remains a player to downgrade in Week 13. So, Set him. All right. And finally, we finish with the wide receivers. My first must start, Christian Kirk. Now, I never... And I could say never in all capital letters. Never. Thought that I would have to talk about Kirk as a must start, but here we are. There you go. Once this once only once this season has he dipped below a twenty percent target share on his team, and he hasn't done it since week five. Mm. Now he takes on a Lions defense that has allowed the most PPR points per game to receivers, reception yards, and yards over the last five weeks. It's all there for Kirk to have an explosive game. My next guy, Christian Watson. Packers get the Bears in Week 13, who have struggled against receivers as of late, allowing the fifth most fantasy points per game to the position in the past month at 39.1 points per game. The Packers have a long track record of success in in this matchup. I'm, I'm not sure if you're aware of that. 7-0 yeah, over the last seven games. I'm surprised you didn't go with uh, Randall Cobb as the bear killer. No, no, uh, no. Christian okay. Watson. Okay. I got bets and on this. You, you do realize that th- this game is for all the marbles. What do you mean? The team that wins this game has the outright lead in wins. Well, that's right, because they're tied in all of, all of history. Exactly. Oof. So it's a, it's a bigger game than... Than just, you know. Yeah, just your average, you know, three and eight versus (laughs) two and nine. (laughs) Whatever the hell they are. Uh, And finally, Traylon Burks. Bottom line. And this is an easy one. He's just too involved in the offense. And the Eagles quarterbacks have been struggling as of late. Get a Traylon Burks in your your lineup. Especially if uh, Ryan Tannehill is actually playing. Mm. Because there's a chance. I think he's hurt a little bit. Your must-starts? Must-starts. I'm going to go with, um, and and again, I'm going to put a caveat on this one. I'm going with Keenan Allen. Yes, I know he's a big name, but he's been out for a long time. Yep. He's been hurt. Um, He's put together two consecutive solid efforts um, with 10 receptions for 143 yards and one touchdown across the two games. Uh, In week 13, Allen and the Chargers offense take on the Raiders. And isn't Mike Williams out again? Uh, it seems to be. Yeah, I think he's hurt again. They're, they're, they're saying there's a possibility, but it's like, I don't yeah. think he's playing. Okay. Um, uh, Allen has prospered against the Raiders with more receptions, 97, and receiving yards, 1,058 than, than any other team in his career. So I'm going to put the Keenan Allen in the lineup. All right. And then my two obscure guys, I'm going to go with Richie James. Yes, New York Giants, because all their wide receivers, no idea who that is. <laughs> all their wide receivers are hurt. Um, he scored over 13 fantasy points in two straight games. He scored a touchdown in two straight games, and the Giants are decimated at receiver, as I just said. 
Because of that, James tied his season high with six targets and five catches. His 15 fantasy points were a season high. Plus, as mentioned, Daniel Jones, the commanders are elite at stopping the run, Mm -hmm. which could lead to additional pass attempts for the Giants. There you go. So start Richie James. And Olamita Zacchaeus. Ah, Atlanta Falcons. Yes. Saw a season high eight targets. Five catches, 91 yards last week. He's the Falcons' best field stretcher. He's the Falcons' only field stretcher, let's face it. Um, and he's the receiver they are. They like to take their downfield shots with. Uh, he's a def- definition of boom or bust. But without Kyle Pitts, who's not playing, it should uh, lead to volume like it did last week. He faces the Steelers this week, who have allowed the most fantasy points per game to receivers. Uh, so if you're on a deep dive, you need a player. The chaos may be the guy you want. And in a little added news for you, Kyle Pitts done for the season. He went, underwent surgery this week. Out. Done. There you go. Which la- takes us to the rest of the don't bothers. And these are a little tougher because you can't just go off of guys that went under under the knife. So. Yep. <laughs> I'm starting with Adam Thielen. He's uh, been extremely volatile this season, finishing as a wide receiver to just twice over his last seven games. On top of that, the Jets' defense has been a major surprise this year, Mm -hmm. especially against wide receivers. Over the last five weeks, they've allowed the fewest PPR points per game in receptions and yards to the position. And finally, Deontay Johnson. He failed to hit double-digit PPR points in six of his last eight games, even though he's been averaging eight-and-a-half targets per game. He goes against the Falcons, who over the last five weeks have allowed just the 10th the fewest PPR points per game to the position. There you go. Your don't bothers. All right. I'm going to go with Michael Pittman. Uh, he's seen 27 targets in the last three games since Matt Ryan has been reinstalled as the starting quarterback for the Fighting Jeff Saturdays. <laughs> um, so his high, high value makes him a borderline weekly starter, but... The matchup, as I always say, is one to worry about. The Cowboys have allowed the fewest passing yards and the second fewest yards per attempt this season. Um, So I would say that much of that is due to the elite pass rush that they have. And as we know, Matt Ryan is soft. soft. Fragile. (laughs) Yeah. Who is the guy? Uh, Chris Chandler. Yes. The Chandelier. Chris Chandelier. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, and then uh lastly i'm going i am actually going to advocate for sitting justin jefferson Ooh, wow this should be good to hear i'm saying so you know jefferson just torched uh, a very stout new england team that has been uh and has been electric all season this week he faces a jets team that has allowed the fewest fantasy points by nearly two and a half fantasy points over the last five weeks uh, to put that in perspective, two and a half fantasy points is a margin between second and ninth place. Wow. So if nothing else, we we know, first of all, that one of the starting uh, linemen isn't playing. We know that Christian Kirk is going to be under pressure by that great uh, rush. I think it's going to not be Jefferson that's the problem. I think it's going to be Kirk that's going to be the problem. But Ooh, Kirk in, Cousins. In, no. In either, in, I know. Hard, no, to, not, not, hard not. to believe. I know. 
But yeah, I'd, I, I, I'm going to advocate for sitting Jefferson, even though you say you must start your studs. <laughs> I'm going to say don't start him this week. Uh, well, there you go. Your must starts don't bother us for week 13, everybody. Now, let's go and uh, relive some money-making opportunities <laughs> from last week and for this week. Ace Rothstein was a hell of a handicapper. I can tell you that. I got to warn you, Clark. They don't play the same games here as they do at them regular casinos. That's right. It's time to make some money in the, the sports investing world. And just let's just go over... Wayne's eight-team rivalry weekend round-robin parlay from last week. I think that wasn't rivalry weekend. That was, I think you could copy oh, and paste. Oh, I, I, I copied and pasted and didn't take that out. Yeah. His eight-team round-robin parlay from last weekend, uh, he missed two of the eight. That was it. So his $605 bet brought in $1,479. Just torching him up to the top. <laughs> I'll have to fix that. Get that rivalry weekend thing out of there. Your uh, predictive and analytics bet didn't didn't work very well. No, nah, it was fun though. I just but there you go. Um, but look at my teasers. One, two, three, four for oh, four. four I ha- the fourth one I haven't even credited you with yet. Oh, see, I got more money. Wow, well, you got more money sitting in your bank. More money, more money. Four <laughs> in a row, everybody. Yeah, four. that that is probably the only four I've gotten right all year. But it was fun. Ah, uh, so that brings us to this week. Um, I had a a six leg Thursday night parlay, hopefully a round robin parlay that you took advantage of. Two hundred ten dollar bet over forty. You think they could have scored a couple more points? <laughs> yeah, right. But uh, two hundred dollar bet brought in eight hundred five dollars. We'll take that. Yeah, it's a good win. So we always start with the college bets this week. Check them out on the website cffpodcast.com on the sports investing page. And since all we have this week are championship games, yep. I I went and just did uh, one, two, three, four. I did five parlays for each of the the major championships. We oh. start with the Pac-12 parlay, which, um, like I said, Cam Rising. Apparently, I didn't realize he was injured a little more than what he was. Didn't rush for over twenty five yards. Otherwise, we would have won that one. Yeah. Oh. But we have a Big 12 parlay, and this is a going to give you a plus 625 payoff. TCU minus 2.5 versus Kansas State. TCU over 5.5 points in the first quarter. Kansas State over 5.5 points in the first quarter. TCU to win the first half. And TCU, Kansas State over 52.5 points. Now that's some degenerate stuff right, right there. Right there it is. <laughs> And then we move on to the Sunbelt Parlay. This is a plus 1350 payoff. Oh. Because I went with my one of my new favorite teams, Coastal. Okay. They're, they're underdogs in this game. Okay. So I've taken Coastal over Troy. Coastal Carolina versus Troy over 48 and a half. Troy over five and a half points in the first quarter. Coastal over five and a half points in the first quarter. And Coastal Carolina to win the first half. There you go. And we move on to the SEC parlay. This is a plus 700 payoff. Georgia versus LSU, over 51.5. Georgia over 5.5 in the first quarter. LSU over 5.5 in the first quarter. Georgia to win the first half. And Georgia minus 16.5 versus LSU. 
and we finish it off with the Big Ten parlay. This one only pays off four twenty five, but hey, we have to get the Big Ten in there, right? Yeah. I'm taking Michigan minus a sixteen and a half versus Purdue. I'm taking Michigan versus Purdue over fifty two and a half. Michigan to win the first half, and I'm going Michigan over five and a half in the first quarter, and Purdue under a half. So Purdue's going to get shut out in the first quarter. That's my guess. Oh, okay. There you go. Your college bets. Okay, got a got a couple things going on here. I um, I, I'll I'll fashion together some other options probably, but. I do have this. I have the uh, Moneyline Dogs for the championship week. I have Toledo versus Ohio uh, on the Moneyline for plus, uh, plus. I have Ohio plus 130. I have Coastal Carolina versus Troy. Coastal Carolina on the Moneyline plus 250. I have an over-under parlay. I have Clemson over North Carolina uh, over 63.5. Tulane over UCF over 57. Uh, Toledo versus Ohio over 54 and a half coastal Carolina versus Troy under 48 and LSU and Georgia under 52. All right. And then I have a couple, I have the three oddball bets. I haven't sure, I haven't sure what to do with this. This was some of the oddball stuff you were doing. <laughs> so I have Purdue versus Michigan first quarter minus three and a half, uh, uh, Michigan's first quarter minus three and a half. Um, Purdue versus Michigan first half under 26 and a half. And then I have, I just might put, might put together a Purdue same game parlay because I got the Purdue game too. So yeah, I might just do that. All right. And then I have Tulane uh, team total over 30 and a half against which, UCF. Which I, I think that already won, didn't it? Yeah. Oh. I, no, I, th- I think you won that one. I didn't even say. There were some games last night. Yeah, I knew that uh, Utah played. Utah and USC played in the uh, American Conference was last night. The um, Conference USA was last night. Yeah, see, I only focused on Utah. Yeah. And that game was on, so I got to watch it. So, All right, and now we're going to move to the NFL. Again this week, like I did last week, because it was my only time I was actually winning recently. <laughs> I uh, said, hell no with all the... This is the reason why they're going to do this and do this and that, because it wasn't working. We just went with what I think I know. (laughs) This is what I think I know. So single bets, and then these are all going to get parlayed at the end. But we're going to go like this. Jacksonville versus Detroit over 51 points. Like I said, this is going to be a barn burner. There's going to be a lot of points scored. (laughs) I'm taking Washington minus 2.5 versus the Giants. I'm taking Baltimore versus Denver over 39.5. I'm taking Houston plus 7 versus Cleveland. I'm taking Seattle and the Rams over 40 and a half. Kansas City minus two versus Cincinnati. Dallas versus Indianapolis over 44 and a half. And New Orleans plus three and a half versus Tampa Bay. And then I have a I still own you parlay. (laughs) I love that. Green Bay minus three and a half versus Chicago. Justin Fields anytime touchdown. Christian Watson anytime touchdown. A fumble lost by any team. And Green Bay, the first team to five points. That's going to give you a plus 1550 payoff. Should you do that one? Let's do it. All right. Your NFL bets. All right. Well, I have a few. Again, I, in the NFL, I have more oddball stuff because nothing is working for me in the NFL. So we'll try some different stuff. 
So I got a money line parlay. I got the um, Titans money line plus uh, 180 versus the Eagles and the Lions money line plus 110 versus the Jags. Uh, I have a teaser. I have the 49ers and Dolphins, Dolphins plus nine and a half, and the Lions uh, plus seven and a half versus the Jags. I have an under parlay. I have the Broncos, um, or I, I'm sorry, this is, I, I'm not even sure what you call this. Um, <laughs> I have the Broncos plus eight and a half okay. and the under at 38 and a half okay. for, for plus 264. Okay. I have the Colts plus 11 and a half and the under 43 and a half for plus 272. And I have the Saints plus four and the under 40 and a half plus 264. So I'm not exactly sure what you call that, but it was just fun. It's there. Well, it's it's a lot of plus money if I can exactly. pull it off. And then I have um what do I have? I well, I just have a bunch of bunch of single bets of other stuff that you could check out on the website cffpodcast.com on the sports investing page. And like we always say, don't bet anymore and you can afford to lose. And it's only gambling if you don't know what you're doing. And with that, it's time to go get a beer in the club. Here we go. That's right, everybody. It's time for the longest-running episodic segment of this podcast, the most popular segment of this podcast. Don't know why. I think it's because men are shallow. (laughs) It's without a doubt. But it is what it is. (laughs) The Fantasy Girls segment, everybody, your chance to ogle another beautiful woman it's not ogle 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 (laughs) and learn something about her this week check her out on the website cffpodcast.com on the fantasy girl page it's bruna marquezine bruna rice maya was born august 4th 1995 and is known professionally as bruna marquezine she is a brazilian actress okay she debuted on TV in 2000 as one of the children interviewers for the children's program, Jante Innocente. Oh, well, there you go. I uh, believe that's correctly pronounced. Something innocent. Yes. Um, Jante Innocente. I'll have to look into, yeah. put into my little uh, uh, Portuguese translator. There you go. And she's been a part of the cast of several telenovelas. Of course she has. That was when she was older, I'm sure. <laughs> of course. Bruno adopted the name, surname Marquezine as a tribute to her grandmother. She was born in Duque de Cayas in the Bahida Fluminense. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> where she lived until the age of 13. If I destroyed that, I apologize. Yeah, to, to the three people that I actually know what the hell that is. <laughs> Unlike the people who constantly destroy Tua's last name. Yeah. Well. I am apologizing <laughs> and saying that I know I have it wrong. <laughs> she then moved to Barra, Tad, Barra da Tijuca in Rio de Janeiro. Wow. Okay. And she now owns a, a mansion in that little city of Rio de Janeiro. She couldn't move to the United States so you could pronounce things? No. Okay. No, no. In 2013, she announced her relationship, and this is why we have her for Fancy Girl this week. Okay. You know, with with the, um, what do they call it, the World Cup going on? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We had to, you know, like, tie it together somehow, and I didn't want to have to talk about soccer. 
where the team with the most man buns wins the game. <laughs> so we we brought in Bruno Marquezine, who was dating a soccer player. Oh, okay. What, do we know which one? Yes. She announced her, her relationship with professional soccer player Neymar. I have no idea who that is. No, no, no. You, you and everybody else. <laughs> Soccer, where apparently everybody can't have a last name either. Uh, that's true, too, yeah. It's Neymar, Pele, Ronaldo. <laughs> they maintained an on-and-off relationship for almost five years before it ended in 2018. She also had a brief, a brief relationship with model Marian Teixeira between the years of 2014 and 2015. Hmm, can't imagine why the Neymar thing didn't work yeah, out. Yeah. <laughs> You know, you just aged yourself, by the way. <laughs> Why? With the Pele reference. Oh, did I? Uh, every millennial's going, who's Pele? <laughs> who's he saying? Who's he trying to say? The Brazilian actress has brown hair and brown eyes. She stands five foot five or five foot seven inches tall. Oh, tall. Okay. And she weighs 121 pounds. Okay. She wears a size six dress and a size seven shoe. Her measurements are. And everybody, as we say every week, Wayne likes to start with the waist. Start with the waist. Okay. I am going to go. Uh, I, know I, <laughs> I know what I want to go, but I'm going to say 24. Close enough. It's 25. Oh, geez. I'm glad I didn't. I was going to go 23. Ooh. I'm glad I didn't. And now we move to the to the chest. All right. Um, it's kind of hard with the pictures, but uh, she doesn't look ample so i'm gonna say 34 close enough 35 okay she's a 32c okay okay and finally the hips now she is from brazil i'm gonna say if you look at the middle pick she's mm. um and i know she's sitting down so it's making it a little bit worse but um <laughs> i'm gonna go 35 i'm gonna go 30 I want to go 37, but I'm going to go 36. 36 is exactly correct. <laughs> 35, 25, 36. Bruna Marquezine, everybody, your fantasy girl of the week. And there you go. That's it for the show. Check out the website, cffpodcast.com. Leave us your uh, email messages, questions, comments, concerns. And on the Mission Barbecue email, cffpodcast at hotmail.com, or you can leave a voicemail or text message question on our Mountain Dew Spark fan line. We like that. 414-520-8249. And there it is. That's it for this week. Have a great weekend. Hope you win your games next week. Or wait, no. There's 14 weeks in regular season now, aren't there, for fantasy football? Oh, well, it depends on, I guess it depends on your league. Depends on your league. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. You know, the people that do it wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Play only 13. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Um, yeah, we'll talk to you again next week. Well, at least I will. Yes. And our special guest host, Dan. Yes. Makes a rare appearance. He'll be on the Mountain Dew Spark fan line. He will be show. fascinating as always. Yes. Maybe we'll hear some some bitter Aaron Rodgers hate. Oh, let's hope so. Because, <laughs> uh, like I said, well, Saturday... I'll be out of town. You know, by by next week, oh, the the controversy will be going. It will be to, to extreme yep. heights, depending on what happens. And tomorrow. if they lose, oh, oh, yeah, it's gonna the the crazies are gonna come out of the woodwork. 
So we're hoping for the best for 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 show show um uh content content yes yes all right well anything else from you no i'm good how's how's your we we forgot to mention too we we to play off of our top 10 foods from thanksgiving and christmas Mm -hmm. i brought you some angel food that you said you never had i never had is it good yeah i like it it? there you go it's very light i thought it was gonna be light and airy it's angel food it's flitty <laughs> that's the word i was gonna use that's what i was struggling with flitty that's it everybody have a great weekend and until next weekend be good see ya